Welcome to the Tailgate Podcast, the first and only marketing podcast focused on hunting and angling brands. The big box retail arms race gets more competitive every year. You can't win on price or selection alone. The race to differentiate oneself in the fray requires more creativity and smarter strategies every year. Add in the big online retailers and you're in for a real good fight. So Andy and I sat down recently with Jason Dyer of Sportsman's Warehouse to talk about the current state of outdoor retail and what Sportsman's is doing to pull ahead to the front of the class. Jason Dyer is the marketing content manager at Sportsman's Warehouse. He's an industry veteran. His background includes tours of duty at backcountry.com, OGO Surf, Skate and Snow, Vail Resorts, and K2 Sports. Oh, and he was also the head freestyle coach and team manager for the Park City Snowboard team. Jason shares a lot of great advice on how to navigate this tough retail environment, and we even get down to media channels retailers should take advantage of to reach younger audiences. Spoiler alert, it all comes down to good old-fashioned community and customer service. So Jason, thanks so much for you know getting on the podcast with us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, as we've talked, uh, born and raised in New Hampshire and, you know, Manifest Destiny kind of took me west and uh, I've worked for the likes. I started uh, with Backcountry.com when it first started really getting rolling and taking off in uh, the mid 2000s and then kind of moved on to OGO Bags uh, and eventually ended up at uh, Snow Basin Resort for uh, almost half a dozen years and then kind of started migrating over from, you know, the snow and lifestyle world into the outdoor fishing and hunting realm. And here I am today at Sportsman's. It's a great store. I mean, there's many stores out there, but that's one of the top ones for me. Uh, it's nice to hear. Thank you very much. Uh, Jason, uh, curious on your thoughts on where Sportsman's fits in with the other retailers out there. You know, the there's an amazing amount of outdoor retailers, and especially ones that focus more in hunting and fishing out there. You know, all of us have great product. All of us have, you know, amazing, you know, locations strategically placed, so people have easy access to all the product. But where I think we fit is really uh, for having, you know, 100-plus stores, we really have still have that hometown feel where it's like, you know, you can go in and hang out, talk with the, you know, associates and just have that great, you know, customer experience. We're not just there to sell you goods. We're there for you to be successful and whether you camp, hunt or fish. That's where I think we fit kind of in the mix. Yeah, I definitely get that vibe when I go into Sportsman's for Absolutely. sure. Who do you think is, is your main audience? Is there any kind of skew that you think you have that's different than anyone else? Uh, how we differ from anybody else? I think it's the multi-sport athlete from the, uh, you know, they have their they have their year lined out. Like in the spring, they're fishing runoff, um, you know, midsummer, you know, they're, they're definitely bass fishing, but then they're getting ready, sighting in their bows, sighting in their guns, where they have, you know, early archery season in the muzzleloader into, you know, as we've talked, chucker season <laughs> and waterfowl season, you know, they live their sports year round, where I, I think some of the other places have like, you know, hey, they just handle hunting or they just handle the fishing aspect. I I think we handle, you know, we're a multi-season facility, even just going and getting stuff to go camping with the family. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, talk about marketing a little bit, Jason. Um, you know, what are the brands out there that you really love? 
You know, and then after that, let's talk a little bit about the campaigns that you love as well out there in the outdoor space. Yeah, what are you digging? Yeah, what are you digging? I mean, with brands that I love, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, I've really been hooked on Under Armour lately. It's, it's been it's been kind of unique by that because they, uh, you know, a lot of brands, you know, have had some great development in tech aspects. But what Under Armour has done really is they transcend all the tribes. So it's like, you know, they have a hunting division, they have a more camping division. Obviously, their, you know, their big roots are with like, you know, traditional stick and ball uh, sports piece. But what they do great is they have these silos that they don't aggravate other divisions with other divisions. They've done such a good job marketing. Like their Ridge Reaper line is is great. And they, you know, they released that Cam Haynes boot this year. We could not keep those things in stock. They were just flying wow. off the shelf. Wow. I mean, what's great about that is going back into authenticity. You look at a guy like Cam Haynes, his regular nine to five job. Like he works, I think, for like the state of Oregon or something like that. And he's still like, you know, farther, longer, deeper than everybody else. And, you know, Under Armour has done a great job harvesting that appeal and promoting it out there. And I think they've done a great job and they haven't alienated, you know, their, you know, baseball or football centric person or their fishing person. It's been really cool to see that. Since it's Under Armour, I think they could bring the younger crowd in. Uh, I would totally agree. And and that's something I really hope we can do is start swinging the youth in as a whole into hunting and fishing. Because I think, you know, my my concern is, you know, that next generation, are they going to want to do it as much as, you know, this or, you know, the baby boomers like doing it? Yeah, yeah. We're seeing a lot of retailers do work on behalf of the brands they carry. Do you do any, you know, creative work or ideation or just unique campaigns that that live on all your platforms and and all those buzzwords? Yeah. We're definitely co-oping with brands and we're building right now to how can we benefit each other with how-to videos and uh, things like that, that the brands can come in and support us and we can support them. You know, like our you know, right, big, big right. initiatives to, you know, keep proliferating, you know, excitement about the brands. You know, we work from everybody from Benelli shotguns to, you know, I'm emailing back and forth with gold tip right now to produce uh you know a simple how-to video choosing your arrows based off you know what bow you're using do you see sportsmen's starting to become its own media do you see yourself becoming a channel for content out there or long format stuff that you're going to invest in that that kind of lives outside your normal merchandising scope oh yeah we fully plan on doing that that's why i got hired here um I am definitely looking to tell that perpetuating story to, you know, like you said, build that content generating media. I think you put it as media empire. <laughs> I don't think we're going we're, we're gonna to work up to the empire stage, but we're, we're going to start testing with some serious stuff that I'm working on and move out into those aspects to keep people coming back, like entertain as well as educate. Love it. I think having perpetual rolling stories and rolling series are a great thing to have people, you know, froth for that. Oh, what's coming out? What's going to be new? This is going to be awesome. Like, I can't wait to see where they go next. And Bill and I've been talking about this all the time is getting some of the other so-called influencers that are not as well known, but all have this respect you know, throughout the industry. Oh, I 100% agree. I'm actually working on that right now. I'm building out a whole influencers program here at Sportsman's. 
and I'm not focusing on the individuals that have, you know, 1.2 million followers, 500,000 followers, things like that. We're, I'm bringing it back to what I call the micro-influencer that, you know, might only have 1,500 followers or 5,000 followers, but what they use and what they do is so authentic and so original. They're not getting paid to go out and do this. They're not using right, this product. Right, right. They're using it because that's what they want to do. That's what they want to use. That's that's what gets them jazzed on, you know, fishing or, you know, they like using this, uh, you know, th- this ammunition because it's what gets them the best on bird hunting. That That's really where I want to go with that. It backs up our story of authenticity. And, you know, there's a lot of great influencers out that we all know, and yeah. they've been very helpful to the industry. But also, I think it helps t- change the storytelling and uh, makes people wake up a little bit more when you have new voices talking about this space. And I think that's really smart to do that. Yeah, they, they really come from the base floor up. Like, you know, full disclosure, I'm just getting back. I grew up uh, recurve archery hunting, and um, I haven't touched a bow in 18 years until a month and a half ago. I picked up a compound, and it's such a learning experience. And, uh, you know, we're building a small series on getting bows set up and where things go. And I'm actually the focal point on it because I'm so green behind the ears on it. And in having that, you know, influencer that's green behind the ears, you don't feel like an island. You're like, wow, there are other people learning and having struggles with it too. I don't want you to give away anything proprietary here, but it's a question that we get asked often and that we ask all of our guests because we're just intellectually curious about this. But how do you vet influencers and how do you maintain them? And you know, obviously, they need to align with your values. They need to check out and be good, just decent human beings. But is there anything that you do that you think is different than anyone else? Um, be very, very curious on on what does it take to be a sportsman's influencer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it takes a lot. You need to move the uh, earth, sun, and you know, <laughs> and moon. Um, no, uh, we work a lot because, you know, we're, we're in such a span across the U.S. We have a lot of people that work either in our stores or with our stores on small things. I get suggestions in there. I also use, um, you know, like dovetail, things like that to find out how relevant they are. And I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and watch them for a long time. And a lot of people reach out to us. I, there's no one formula to it, I don't think. I, I like to look from every section because there might be an individual out there that doesn't work with your traditional formula. But from a regional point of view, they fit that region, they fit that store, and they line up with your values. You need to make that outside-the-box call. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Jason, uh, kind of switching gears here a little bit more, and, and it's really building off of your, your Under Armour comment, but what what are some things out there that you're, you really love that brands are doing right now? What are some things out there that you think brands should probably maybe just get off of? You know, just we want to be a little provocative here, but I'm kind of curious on what you're liking and what you're not liking. Um, you know what I'm liking, and it, and it goes back to, you know, that, that story aspect. Uh, you know, it's not... It's a brand like, you know, how uh, I don't know if you guys have been following Meat Eater of recent, but their DOS boat series, that's just so fun. That was great. <laughs> that was fun. Yep. It, it, exactly. Fun. That's what it is. They're out having fun, 
but you know they're act you know they're also promoting some stuff in there like the Tarpon Foundation you know things like that to you know draw some attention to stuff but also show people that stuff is very approachable and keeps them coming back every time they post it I've been really excited about that and uh, I don't know if you guys have followed uh, they're three seasons deep I haven't seen a preview for the fourth season yet is uh uh, Reddington's uh, Rep Your Water series. Have you guys seen that at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I- I'm a big fan of that because you know what's kind of cool is they don't just go out there where, you know, people are just getting towed fish that are just right. huge, yo. Know, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to have to spend, you know, X tens of thousands of dollars to get out the Christmas Islander ro- approach. I loved it when they went out to the, uh, you know, Carolinas and they had this, uh, Guy JP was one of their other representatives out there, uh, just like fishing small streams with like three weight rods. And it was, it was cool. It was fun to watch. And they're just catching these little, you know, eight inch fish. And it just, it was, do- it's done really, really well. I think they've done a great job with that. We say this often, and I'm really glad you're there too, is that you don't always have to be selling something at every single turn and every single right. piece of mm-hmm. communication that you put out there. So absolutely, it, it's, you know, selfishly, it's just great to hear. Sometimes it's good to entertain as well. That's uh, still, you know, building a brand. Uh, what are some things out there that you're not really digging? Um, you know, everybody's got to try something. Uh, you know, sometimes it fails miserably. I'm probably going to mess something up sooner or later too. And But you got to try, right? Um, I haven't seen much lately that I haven't been digging too much. Um, there's definitely, uh, you know, some stuff like I, I work a lot with our social platforms. I see some people reaching out in some ways and they just they seem so salesy. Like, you know, I get that you need to have an association with the product, but, you know, also make it look like, you know, it's it's fun to do. Just don't sit there so technical. You can explain the technical aspects of it while not right. scaring the individual because you're just scared that you have to be so core to be into it. You don't have to be that core. Amen. Right. Yeah. I just, I just, I think you scare people away doing that. You're like, wow, I need to know this, 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 and this to even step into it. No, 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 no. Pump your brakes. Like, yeah. yep. just get the feet wet. Get get into it. it. It's it's not that scary. What are some of the audiences out there that you think are underrepresented? Uh, I think they're hugely underrepresented are uh, the youth and the families out there, uh, especially the families and, and women as a whole in the hunting industry uh, and, and in the fishing industry. The fishing industry is starting to get it a little more. Um, you know, you look at, you know, companies like Patagonia that are designing stuff and some of the camo companies out there like Sitka gets it. Like those guys get it. The women is a huge market. The family is a huge market. You know, they design to children like uh, and, and on the women's side, they just don't what they call shrink it and pink it. They actually make yep. form fitting, right. form fitting functional products. And you know, hunting and fishing can be a family adventure. Like that's that's what it is. Like getting your kids outside. I mean, I mean that's one of the biggest reasons why I love Utah so much is I can get my two little girls and my wife, and we can just pick up on a Friday night and drive out and have some amazing fishing experiences and be home and ready to have dinner Sunday night and go to work on Monday. Right on. I think I think brands need to be able to project that and project that story. Like I think brands do a great job showing individual experiences, but 
I, I think they need to kind of, you know, lean more towards, you know, what's the experience for uh, a woman out there from, you know, uh, a single person hunt or, you know, I, I think the fly fishing rounds, like, you know, you look at people like, you know, even personalities like April Vokey and things like that, like, you are empowered. You can do this just as much as everybody else. You can include your children in it, uh, just like any other thing. Like, it's not like you're playing catch with the ball. You're just going out and throwing some spinner baits out there and catching bass. Like, that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I live in Boise, and uh, I frequent the uh, all the sporting goods stores. But you know, sportsmen's I go into a lot, and I notice in there they have you. I you guys offer a lot of classes. Yeah. Um, which I think is really great. Um, is there any of those classes or things you're going to double down on that's different than what you're doing now? Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're expanding more and more classes and we're trying to make them, uh, more regionally focused. So like right now we're working with this, uh, uh, fly, uh, production company, uh, from production, I mean, like they build and sell us large amounts of flies called Rivers Wild. And we were doing a Southern Idaho, Utah clinic schedule to learn how to tie streamers because we're rolling into the, you know, the streamer time of year. So they're out teaching patterns. It's almost like a rock tour. They're hitting like six different locations in like a, like a three week period. And then, you know, waterfowl is really coming into play out in the Carolinas. So we have an individual going into our South Carolina store, giving dog classes on how to train your dog for duck hunting. And even, you know, like steelhead classes up in the Pacific Northwest, you know, we're really trying to get those classes focused. And we, we offer, uh, you know, like concealed carry classes at all of our locations. And we even have um, a free women's concealed carry class in most of our regions as well. So, you know, once again, you know, trying to break into those different segmented markets through education. So what do you think are some channels out there that hunting and angling brands should be jumping on to take advantage of? Uh, well, yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the foremost, uh, you know, social media platforms coming up is TikTok. They, uh, we just started ours like uh, about a week ago or so. And it's just kind of funny. We timed it with this conversation, but uh, you got to look at it. They're not going away. Um, I think TikTok has some solid roots in it. I mean, they just signed a big contract with the NFL. Like they're they're not going away. They're they're really going in and tying back into bringing that youth generation up. You know, are the youth looking at magazines? Are they looking at this or that? But I'll, I'll tell you right now, they're looking at platforms like TikTok. And it's you've, you've got to curb your representation to those platforms because if you don't mold to that audience, they're not going to pay attention to you. They're just going to be like, oh, these guys are trying so hard. You've got to have that, you know, angle and aspect of it and you know there there are going to be some barriers with that some of the platforms because they're so youth for focused as tiktok is you know a large portion of their audience is under 21 but they're going to grow up in the next five or six years and that you know platform is still going to be relevant so i think the platform will evolve through it and i think you'll see policy changes so you know advertising will come into play you know they might not allow you know, uh, hunting imaging, but that might grow up to where they might allow hunting imaging. And if they don't, do you focus on the aspect of getting prepared to go hunting or prepared to go fishing or, you know, just target archery stuff? That's what's really big on TikTok right now. There's a fair amount of archery stuff out there and a lot of it's target archery, which is really cool. 
Well, I think it's just aligning to how they're behaving and not expecting them to show up on the platforms that you'd rather advertise at the times you want to advertise on. Uh, you know, they aren't watching TV. And I know that a lot of the you know, hunting and angling type networks are looking to migrate into other areas as well. But it's really it's really encouraging to hear you uh, experimenting with that this early in its process, because it isn't really a truly a proven platform as of yet. It's really, really great to hear this. Yeah, I, I think the platform has a ton of wheels on it. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys remember Vine from a few years ago. Oh, yeah. That, that had a lot of pickup. And, you know, obviously, Instagram kind of put it in the ground when they released videos and then Twitter bought Vine and then just squished the whole platform. But I think this is a more robust feature of it. I think its editing features are pretty strong. And you can share it across other platforms too, which is really cool. But going back to your fact, we need the mold to that audience. Are you going to teach steelhead fishing to people down in Florida? No, not necessarily. Um, but yeah, you're going to teach, you know, you're going to teach it to them in the Seattle area or, you know, vice versa. Are you going to teach bonefish up in Seattle? Do you have that need for that market? Is it going to look and meet that audience you're with? And that's why I think uh, having content on TikTok, you've just got to make sure what takes. And you're going to experiment and you might fail a little, but just take some wins to get some takeaways from it. Love it. Love it. You know, you see a million different brands. You carry a lot of brands, obviously. You see all the marketing that they're putting out there into the world. Curious on, file this under the more of the provocative side of things, but what, what are some things that you would just say to brands having you know the larger viewpoint that you have? Like, What are some things you think brands should be doing more of, brands should be doing less of, or how they can just be you know better at, uh, at marketing to people, even on the retail side of things? Um, you know, what, what, what I think, what I think they should be doing more of is looking outside the box on the marketing stuff. You know, everybody's, you know, holding tight to what they got because they're scared they're going to lose market share from people who, you know, read paper publications or, you know, people that only search on certain websites. So they need to co-op advertise on those sites. Well, look outside that, you know, where does, you know, where, where, where are these other people trending? Where's the next audience coming up? Start experimenting now. So you're not chasing the individual because, you know, your, you know, your competition is already there. Start experimenting now to lessen that learning curve. And that's where I think a lot of companies just end up sitting on their hands like, ah, we're on top right now. We're just going to It'll stay like this for the next 20 years. <laughs> you guys know as well as yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, trends and everything are changing at a accelerated rate. I don't think we've ever seen, you know, uh, yet far in the marketing sales uh, world. So I, I think people have got to be nimble these days. Um, you know, what should they do less of? Um, you know, I really don't know. I, I've been pretty excited to where everybody's sitting right now uh, from, uh, you know, camping, fishing, uh, hunting realm. Uh, a lot of people are doing multi-series, which we've talked about a couple uh, times already. But uh, I, think, I think they need to dig deeper into it, come in with stronger stories. Don't do it just to say they do it. And I, I think that's what they need to do is, you know, step back a little and be like, all right, do we really, does season nine really need to have 15 episodes or could we do it really well with seven? Very smart. I have another question for you. Please. What did you do before coming to the Mighty Sportsman's Warehouse? So before I came here, um, 
I, you know, I'd worked for Snow Basin. My wife and I had decided to move more into Salt Lake proper. So I left Snow Basin and we uh, sold our house in northern Utah. We moved into the Salt Lake area. And I actually worked for the uh, Utah Olympic Oval and the Utah Legacy Foundation. So uh, after the Olympics, they set up an endowment uh, to keep all the uh, places open uh, out here and in service. And we, uh, I worked for there for a couple of years, and then I, uh, I actually left the industry. I left the industry for about a year and a half. I went to a uh, gum and nasal spray company, which was stop uh, it, which was really interesting. It was completely left of center, very very different. And but the thing was, is I started to do more outdoor stuff. You know, I, I was raised on fly fishing, and I actually started duck hunting. We had started. Uh, started a nonprofit with some friends called Fish for Garbage. And um, we, we've started doing river cleanup events. And so I was doing that more and more. And then, Love you know, that. I was not just fishing. I was starting to hunt a little. And I really wanted to get back into it. I wanted to get back into something that, you know, I went into an industry that I'm 120% behind. I'm super passionate about it. If I'm not at my job, I'm thinking about ways to better it and better the people within that work around with their passions. And I, I just got the opportunity here and man, I was all over it. it was, it's the coolest job ever. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Jason, thanks so much for making the time. Thank you so much. You're welcome back anytime. We'd uh, be honored to have you back. And again, thanks for taking the time to to sit down with us today. Thank you again, guys, for this opportunity. It was really cool. You got it. Have a good one. Yeah, have a good one, guys. You too. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Tailgate Podcast. If there is anything keeping you or your marketing department up at night, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us your thoughts and your questions to questions at thetailgatepodcast.com. That's questions at thetailgatepodcast.com.